We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our exploration, one juza, one thirtieth, one para at the time. Uh, now we are on the third para, third juz? Yeah. Okay. No, fourth. Fourth juz, mashallah. Okay, what do you got? Okay, so um, skip to ayah 118 to 120. Of Ali Imran? Yeah. Okay. So who are these people that they keep referring to? So it's like, ha'antum ha'ulai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are some people among the people of the book. So among the people of the book, there are those people who are upright, and there, there are those who essentially are um, too greedy. Too greedy? Yeah, meaning greedy for dunya, greedy for mal, those but, types of things. But they're people of the book? Meaning among the people of the book, there are these people. Yeah. So, so oh, you who believe... Okay, do not take them as, uh, what is it, is it Oliya? Uh, yeah, so it's like, who is this group of people? Yeah, they're people of the book and yeah. they're greedy, but it's like, how do you find, like, who are, like, are they a specific group during the Prophet's time, or are they peop, everyday people? Or? So, uh, during the Prophet's time, peace be upon him, these would have been, uh, um, what do you call them, Banu Quraida, you know, Banu Nadir, Banu Qaynuqa, right, um, in terms of today. Um, the basic message is that there are some among the people of the book that basically, um, you know, there, you should not take them as your, as your friends. I mean, the first reference to something like this is, uh, I think around Ayah 30 or 31 or somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, same surah. Um, we can look at that pretty briefly. Um, somewhere around there. Uh, basically, or maybe maybe it's right around where, where you were looking, but uh, we were told, uh, do not take awliya from among the people of the book. Like, it'll say that directly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're awliya of each other. So, does that mean you should not take uh, friends at all from the people of the book? No, I don't think that's correct. Right? I think uh, the, the basic point is, be aware that there are those among the people of the book, you know, who uh, do not want any good to happen to you. But can you find people who are Muslim and also like that? Well, yeah. I mean, the Quran begins to talk about munafiq, right? Munafiqun. Yeah. So who are we supposed to be aware of? Yeah. So, I mean, so how would you test somebody's character, mm -hmm. right? You test somebody's character by what you can gather of the truth that they share, what you can tell from the people that they spend their time with, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so there's a little test like that. Okay, Ayah 126. Um, so, so he says, Okay, so again here he mentions how he wants like our hearts to be satisfied. Yeah. Okay, but how do we... So it's like, what if... How do you get it to... Like, how do you let it satisfy your heart? Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if you're reading it, mm -hmm. like some people, like they read it and they get this like aha moment. Like, yeah. what if you're reading it and you're not just reading it just to, like, oh, you know, like, trying mm -hmm. to finish the khidmah, but you're trying to understand it, but you're not getting that, like, that high that mm -hmm. people talk about. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you let it satisfy your heart? Yeah, so, so here, if we look at the passage itself, um, look at the, the previous, or uh, look at the previous ayah, 
and and so that is in the context of the Battle of Badr, mm-hmm. and or and after Badr, you know what else would happen, and and so one thing that you need to do is to really truly have sabr with the consciousness. Mm-hmm. So the Quran will talk about having taqwa of Allah and having sabr. And so the point is, when you are going through struggle, either you can say, okay, why me? Why is this happening to me? Or you can say, okay, this is what Allah Ta'ala has put upon me. And because it's coming from Allah, Allah Ta'ala will help me get through it. Right? So one aspect is when you are hit with sabr, or when you are hit with struggle, to have that type of sabr. Right. Isn't that more for us? Like, that's something that I don't truly understand where it's like, oh, have sabr, because obviously Allah doesn't need our sabr. It's for us. Yeah. So it's like, isn't it just a way to just, like an easy way to deal with something? Well, I mean, but that's the prescribed way to deal with something. What else would be a way? Like, how else could we deal with something? I don't know, you don't. I'm just like, oh, like Allah just... What? It's, it's like... Yeah, I mean, there isn't a better way. No, but it's like, because... In a way, it's like it's the easy way out where you're like, okay, you know, Allah just did this to me, or like it's meant to be, or like. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Bye. Okay, if you're saying it's the easy way out in the sense that it gives us an excuse not to do anything, that's different. Meaning, like, okay, so um, I get a flat tire and uh, I decide, okay, well, it was Allah's will, so I just sit there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to. So that's that's not sabr. That's actually sabr in Urdu. Sabr in Urdu is like patience. Okay. Okay. Sabr in Arabic is more like perseverance. So it means that I get a flat tire, um, and let's say I even have to go for a job interview. And now I got a flat tire. Either I can just fall apart, or I can say, "Why me?" Or decide, "Okay, Allah Taala made this happen. So let me do whatever it is I need to do. Like, you know, whatever it takes to get the tire fixed, and then." you know, contact um, the the people whose interview I'm going to miss with the conviction that I'm going to be okay. See what I'm saying? As opposed to, um, you know, flat tire, well, as Allah's will, you know. So I just sit back. That's more like patience. Perseverance means you're still heading towards your destination. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so then what else do you need to do in terms of this... If you look at the previous passages right before that, so Allah Ta'ala had already given you a victory at Badr. Mm-hmm. Okay. So another thing to need to do is to be grateful. Remember the things that Allah Ta'ala has given you. So And also be grateful. Okay. And then on top of that, in Ayah 124, okay, so in the case of Badr, uh, Allah Ta'ala is sending down angels to help them. Okay. So you must also remember that when you're going through struggle, or for example, when people are attacking you, okay, Allah Ta'ala is also sending angels to protect you. Okay. okay. Have the conviction that Allah Ta'ala is even helping you in the unseen. Right? And so so these are different levels of, of what will help you in your suburb. One is remembering all the times, remembering the, the big times Allah helped you before. Okay. Being having conviction that Allah Ta'ala is also helping you in the unseen. Okay. Isn't this for the people of Badr? So it's it's speaking to the people after Badr, right? Because okay. it's speaking, you know, like, you know, nasarakumullah, right? So be Badrin. So when uh, when Allah Ta'ala had given them victory at Badr. But isn't it like talking to the people who were at Badr? Sure, totally, right? Okay. I mean, but uh, by this point, there's many, many more Muslims now. 
Okay, but so, like, for example, when he's talking about, like, oh, I sent angels to help you. Yeah. And so so that can satisfy your heart. So it's like, how about the people, like, now in this generation? Yeah, so so think of the, the case where the man is insulting Abu Bakr, right? And the prophet's standing with him. And Abu Bakr is just taking it, and then Abu Bakr starts responding, and then the prophet walks away, mm-hmm. right? And then Abu Bakr goes to... The prophet, peace be upon him, and he's saying, okay, when, when I was silent, you know, you stood there and you were silent. When I responded, you walked away. And the prophet, peace be upon him, says, yeah, when you were silent, I saw angels around you, defending you. Uh, but as soon as you opened your mouth, the angels left. Right. And so how would the angels be defending him? Could be that the angels are putting ideas into their minds. Right. It could be that, that um, they're deflecting the intensity of what they're saying so Abu Bakr doesn't get hurt as much. Right, so the point is that that's a normal case where someone's getting insulted. Like, how does that help us? So, likewise, when you are going through struggle, they're like have conviction that angels are are helping you. But okay, so here's the thing, because it's like you don't know, so it's like you can have the convic- conviction, but what if they're not there? So okay, just, so what if, if they're not there? What do you lose? Do you trust? I don't know. It's like you you're believing something that's happening to you when it isn't. Okay, but um, but it says if you remain patient. Right, if you remove, if you just take I one twenty five on its own, it's speaking to everybody. But didn't you say that God chooses who He wants to do that? Okay, yeah, you can't you can't go back to the, the the God chooses business. Meaning, there's there's the Sunnah of Allah, right? The Sunnah of Allah is is that you know if you are being hit with struggle, okay, Allah Taala is helping you. Yeah. Try it. Try it, inshallah. <laughs> okay. So, oh, but then there's even more. Okay. Then on top of that, okay. So, I 126, which is where we are, okay. Uh, what are we saying here? That, okay, Allah Ta'ala is not help. Uh, so, Allah Ta'ala made it happen as good news for you, okay. So when Allah Ta'ala has helped you in the past, don't only look at it as gratitude, but also take it as a sign of good news, that he is helping you. Okay, Okay, but how do you, okay, like for example, like the angels are helping you, so how do you know that they're helping you? I think you should assume that they're helping you. But what if they're not? Okay, 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 you can't do the what if they're not business. I'm saying just assume they are. Okay, so what if you say, yeah, Allah, please send angels to help me, then what happens? Will angels come? I don't know. You should assume that they will. Or if they don't. Okay, you find out on the Day of Judgment, and then see what happens, inshallah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> inshallah. What else you got? Hey, 170. Once. Or it's like that whole theme. Or... Okay. okay, so oftentimes now you'll see especially like okay like in Syria when there's like the two sides mm. so you have people be like oh he's a shaheed and then the other yeah. side's like oh he's a shaheed so it's like okay who like so it's like there's two different and it's like not just in Syria it's like everyone like you have two different parties yeah. and they're like fighting against each other and then people are saying okay that dude's a shaheed and then the other guy from the other side their people are saying oh he's a shaheed yeah. so it's like yeah. what makes you a shaheed because yeah. if they're both shaheeds but then they're both fighting against a different cause included yeah one isn't, maybe both aren't. So, mm-hmm. like, what what makes you a shaheed and what isn't? Okay. Because people throw that word out, like, a yeah. lot. So, the first thing to think about is that our deen is not a deen 
uh, where uh, it's not a dean, dean of martyrdom. Okay? Uh, uh, meaning, uh, we are taught definitely that if someone is martyred, they go straight to paradise. They don't even have to go to the day of judgment. Right? Mm -hmm. That is true. Okay. But uh, uh, if you think of all the heroes of Islamic history, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating their Iman, right? Uh, Almar was killed. Uthman was killed. Ali was killed. Hussein was killed. Uh, Hassan was killed, right? Uh, so many of our heroes were killed. Uh, Imam Hussein, we remember he, that he was killed, mm -hmm. but we're not commemorating the fact that he was killed. We're mourning it. Right. And with Omar, uh, I wonder how many how many Muslims know that he was killed. Right. Or I wonder how many how many Muslims know that Ali was killed. Right. Uh, but we all have many, many stories of Omar and Ali related to their Iman. So that's the first key point. Right. Ours is not a tradition um, that actually celebrates martyrdom. That's actually coming from Christianity. So in Christianity, they say that the church was built on the blood of the martyrs, yeah. right? And who's the ultimate martyr in Christianity? Jesus. Jesus, you know, alayhi salam. And so, so one point to think about is that in our modern culture, we've been elevating people as shaheed, uh, like it's a badge of honor. But we're not gonna find out until the other side who's, who's, who's a shaheed. So is Malcolm X a shaheed? I hope so, but we're not going to find out until the other side. Is Sayyid Qutb a shaheed? I hope so, but we're not going to find out until the other side. right? Uh, and so, is it possible that you have two Muslim groups fighting each other, and both of them are shaheeds? Possibly. right? So should people not be throwing that word around? Correct. They should not be throwing it around as a badge of le legitimacy. No, but like if someone dies, and they're like, oh, he's a shaheed. Yeah. Like, is it something that people should, should not I think people, people should do that to the extent that it'll comfort the family, right? Um, but if you use it like a, uh, as almost like a, uh, a badge of legitimacy for your group, um, then I think that's destructive. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. There are all those stories. There's that one story about this one believer who, who this king was trying to break their belief. Mm -hmm. And the king is trying all kinds of torture. Abdullah ibn Hibatha. Might be. Tell us the whole story. It was like, it was, are you serious? Yeah. Like they took him, okay, and then his, the Muslims, and then he wanted them to like convert. And then Abdullah ibn Hibatha was like, no. So he like took someone and then like he like killed like used arrows to like. Kill oh, you're talking about Surah Buruj. No, 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 not okay, that okay. one. Okay. And then he was like, "Oh, like convert," and he said no. So he brought like a boiling pot of water. He yeah. Boiled someone. Yeah. And then like he's like, and then he's like, "Okay, convert," and then he said no. So he was about to drag him. Yeah. And he started crying. He's yes. like, "Aha! I finally got him." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, you want to convert?" He's like, "No, later, me at the end of the month, Yeah. Translation. Oh, he's like. Okay, he's like, I wish I had a hundred thousand souls to die mm -hmm. for the sake of Allah. And then at that point, the guy was like, so like taken aback. 
So he's like, okay, all I want is for you. Okay, this is the, what I read in the book. Mm. So I'm not sure if this is like true or not. But he's like, all no, I want. a different version of the same story, but yeah. Oh, so he's like, all I want from you, then I'll let you go, but you have to kiss my head. Mm-hmm. So he kissed his head and he let all the Muslims go. And then they went and they told Abu Khattab the story. Mm. And Abu Khattab went and kissed Abdullah. Mashallah. Wow, so yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so the point is that uh, being a Shaheed yeah. um, has many, many, many virtues, but the actual thing you're seeking is, is Iman. Okay. Yeah. And it may be that angels are helping you in the process. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not, though. <laughs> okay. Cool. 185. Okay, can you explain... Okay. Oh, wait, let me ask you this. Are there angels present among us right now? Hopefully. I don't know. Yes or no? Hopefully. Because, like, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be there when you're mentioning Allah. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Yeah, but then Allah chooses everything. Okay, okay no, no, but Allah Ta'ala is saying that in terms of the sunnah of how he's making everything work. Yeah, but... If you have a jalsa, and then, and you're talking about Allah, then angels come down. Yeah, but then Allah can choose for them not to be there. Cause okay, but that's not... Okay, can Allah choose, will Allah choose for there not to be a day of judgment? If you want to, yeah. He can, but he's also made a promise. Will he break his promise? No, I don't know. Yeah? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? No. Then that means all these other things we're saying will happen. See, but the day of judgment is for, like, all of mankind. So? They, like, the whole Jesse thing, like, you can just... Be like I don't want that one person. No, no, okay. That that's that's what he that's what we're that's what we're taught he will do. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't I mean why why does it have to be like, you know, okay, because it's all of mankind that the rules are different. He can say not I don't want it for any of them. No, because it's like he can for the people you said sometimes the ones that he created to be bad and are meant for hell, he could just be like Okay, just not exist anymore. Okay, but they will still have, I mean, uh, let me know if you've ever come across anyone who, as far as you know, doesn't exist anymore. No, but like on the day of judgment, there could just be no day of judgment for that one particular person. No, but that's not the promise he made. The promise he made is that everyone's going to have to go through the day of judgment. Okay. You and I all have to go through the day of judgment. And that's the sunnah that Allah Ta'ala has set up for how everything will work. And also that when you have a jalsa and you're talking about Allah, that angels are coming down, and then what else is going to happen? That angels are then going to go up to Allah, and then Allah Ta'ala will, will mention us in a more noble setting. Okay. So Allah Ta'ala is mentioning you, you know, or has mentioned you, in a more noble setting than us sitting here in this office. And you're saying, well, what if it's not? <laughs> That's going to wear you down. <laughs> okay, we'll work on it, inshallah. Okay, Ayah 185. Yes, ma'am. So, it's saying, uh-huh. so, Okay, can you explain, like, the significance of this word? Why is it, like, just, like, is it that everyone is basically on the edge of hellfire? And there's, like, if you just, oh, okay, how do you explain this? Exactly like, like a nudge? If, yeah, a nudge, basically. Uh-huh. So it's, like, so is it basically saying that everyone's basically on, like, the edge of hellfire and then, like, Everyone just needs a nudge, or like, like, why isn't it like the people who avoid hellfire? What's mm-hmm. so significant about like that? That, that, that question, uh, I would have to reflect upon. That's a much a very, very precise question. So let's see. So you understand the first part, right? Yeah. Everyone's tasting death. Uh, yeah. I and I like the the choice of the word va'ipa, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna taste death. Okay. What does that mean to you? 
I don't know, you're gonna like experience it, taste mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Because you can't literally tra- like taste death, but like, maybe you know will, people but say, that's like, the point. Maybe you will. Because no, because like, oh, you know, people say, like, oh, that taste of happiness. You don't actually taste happiness. Sure, but in this case, you may taste death. I don't know what that means. Okay. You know, I mean, definitely, I would say you can experience death, mm-hmm. uh, or at least have a, a taste of it. Uh, but what if you actually taste death? And then you're going to be given whatever you earn, right? Your oja. Okay? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that answers uh, this part. Okay. Because it is saying that if you put this sentence with the previous sentence together, it is saying that, okay, you're going to get what you earn. And if what you earn is paradise, and if what you earn is to be away from the fire, then you got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. I, don't think it, I don't think it means that every one of us is on the edge of hell. Right. Many of us might reach the edge of hell and still make it to paradise. Mm-hmm. Right? But I don't think this means everyone's on the edge of hell. Okay. Yeah. But like, oh. what's so significant about, like, why that word? Yeah, that, I, that uh, would be beyond me. Okay. I can explore. Okay, so this is again like the whole, um, the whole idea about like being patient. Can you define patience? Because like everyone, like when you talk to p- patients about pe- when you talk about patience with people, each person like describes it. Okay. A certain way. It's like, can you explain what it is exactly? Like okay. besides like, I don't know. So basically, uh, sabr is that you keep doing what you're supposed to do without breaking any rules, and you keep a good impression of Allah. Wait, you keep doing what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Without? Without breaking rules. Okay. So let's say, let's say I do something wrong to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sabr would be that I don't just seek vengeance on you. Mm-hmm. I may seek justice. Okay. okay. And, and then, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, and so I'm staying within the bounds of what is halal. And I'm not giving up, I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do, like my prayers and such, my work, and I'm keeping a good impression of Allah. Okay. That's other. What if it's not like regarding another person? What if it's like you yourself are experiencing a hardship? Mm -hmm. So what's the proper way to have Mm -hmm. sabr? So keep a good impression of Allah. Meaning what? That Allah Ta'ala is going to take care of me. But he chooses. He wants I think he keeps saying he's, he's choosing, but uh, he is going to take care of him. But why would you think that if you might you're not one of the chosen okay, ones? But, uh, but you're if you're you're basically saying that Allah Taala may break his promise. Okay. No, but you know he said he chooses. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, what so, if you're not one of the people? Like, what if you're having but, hope that he'll take care of you, but he's not, you're not actually yeah, one of but the people that he chose? that's not going to happen that way. How do you know? He said, he, he said he chooses who he wants to have. Yeah, happen. but it does. It, there's no point where it says he chooses to, to you know, what he promises to keep. It says over and over again that surely he keeps his promises. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, some of his promises are 
essentially that what's uh, what's uh, uh, there for the future is better, better than what's there for the past, right? Surah Duha, mm -hmm. right? So he has a whole bunch of promises that he's given us. And so I, if he's making a promise, I can't say, well, he might choose not to, right? Because then I'm saying Allah Ta'ala breaks his promise. Then I'm saying that Audhu Billah, Allah Ta'ala is not telling the truth, right? So uh, keeping a good impression of Allah is essentially you know, accepting that Allah Ta'ala is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim, right? And, and so that is a choice on my part, not on Allah Ta'ala's part. Okay. Allah Ta'ala has promised, you know, a whole bunch of things. Okay, so he promised, but then where does that whole idea, like he chooses who he wants to give his mercy to? Okay, so uh, he, he definitely does choose to whom he will give different parts of his Rahman. The Rahman... He gives rahmah to everybody, mm -hmm. right? So everyone is receiving rahmah. Rahim gets into the further particularities of rahmah and eternal rahmah. But the point being that when you are experiencing life, okay, if you are having consciousness of Allah, then you are receiving his rahmah. Okay? If you are conscious yeah. of Allah's rahmah. No, if you're conscious of Allah, you're receiving Allah's rahmah. If you're conscious of Allah's rahmah, then you have ni'mah. But, okay, the shaitan was conscious. He knows God. He's conscious of God. Yeah, except he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He disobeyed. Right? And I, he didn't have a good impression of Allah. He knew Allah. He was talking to Allah. But he did not have a good impression of Allah. Remember, he's blaming Allah for his, his plight. Okay. 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 Uh, Ayah 191. 191. Okay. Is it 191? Um, okay, maybe it wasn't 91, but I wrote here 91. Mm -hmm. um, what was the question? The question was, it says, like, it, it's basically people asking God to keep them away from hellfire. Mm-hmm. 92? Okay, anyway, it was basically saying, it was like a dua where the people are, make, um, are saying, like, don't, don't let us enter hellfire. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if it's like, if they already know, like, if, like, why would they make that dua if it's already known where they're going to go? Mm -hmm. So, but it is not known to you, right? Uh, I think uh, we keep getting stuck on, you know, what is known, but what is known doesn't exist for us. Okay. What is known is not part of our universe. So our universe is all unknowns. So should you make dua to Allah for forgiveness? Yeah. Why? Why? Because he could forgive you if he wants to. Okay. You, you, you have to get rid of the he wants to part. I mean, he could. He yeah, yeah. He has the power. So, mm -hmm. so basically, it's known where we're gonna end up. Okay, but, but we're you're, still like paving the path. Uh, but you're removing yourself from your own living experience. Okay. Do you know what will happen in your future? No. 
hey, do you have influence on what will happen in your future? Yeah. So, so that's what you focus on. And uh, if it is destined for you to go to hell, then you will see yourself making choices that will lead you to hell. You will fulfill it in your actions. If I am destined to go to hell, I will see myself fulfilling it in my actions. Meaning when I'm standing on the day of judgment, I will see Allah Ta'ala will be giving me justice. Meaning I've earned what I'm getting. Unless Allah Ta'ala gives me Rahmah above that. Right? He's not going to give me less than what I've earned. So the point being that if I have that concern that I may be one of those people of hell, then I should definitely work harder. Give it time. Okay. Inshallah. So you're saying, why are they praying for that? I mean, because they don't want to be those people. I mean, what I think is interesting in the previous surah, you have Ibrahim and Ismail, alayhim salam, that are praying to Allah, um, you know, to make them Muslim, right? Yeah. And this is after they already just built the Kaaba, right? So you have these two super prophets that are asking Allah Ta'ala for guidance, right? And so if they're asking for it, then naturally we should. Okay. Um, you know what the context is of this passage, right? This is the passage that the Prophet Peace was reading when Aisha woke up. And she saw he was standing and his feet were swollen, so he was standing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And his beard is wet from crying. This is These are those ayahs. And so she's asking, why are you crying? You know, all your sins are forgiven. Which one's up? Uh, Ayah 190 to 195. And, and, and so he says, Should I, shouldn't I be grateful for what Allah has given me? So these ayahs are the biography of the Prophet, peace be upon him. So think of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he goes to the cave... And so he's reflecting that there's more to life than, than you know, it's just what uh, we see in front of us. Okay. Right? And then the people who are remembering Allah standing or sitting or lying on their sides. And then they're saying to Allah, okay, you didn't just create this without purpose. Okay. And you're above all this, so, you know, protect us. Yeah. And then whomever you have sent to the fire, they're doomed. And then look at 193. Our Lord, we have heard a caller calling to faith. Okay. So at one level, who's the caller? It's Jibreel calling Muhammad. Yeah. Okay. And then and he believed. And then on top of that, you know, it's Muhammad calling others. Peace be upon him. May Allah be pleased with him. So they're saying, you know, Allah, okay, we believe, so forgive us remove our misdeeds, and give us what you promised us. Oh, give us what you promised us. MashaAllah, what an interesting coincidence mm-hmm. that it happens to be landing in our discussion. MashaAllah. And you've promised us, us through whom? Your messengers. Who are his messengers? Not just the Prophet, peace be upon him. Angels. Okay. And do not disgrace us on the Day of Judgment. You do not fail in your promise. MashaAllah. Wow, how interesting is it 
that we just happen to land on this ayah. It doesn't say you don't fail in your promise unless you want to. It doesn't say you don't fail in your promise usually. It's la. Okay. What is this uh, la nafia jins? It's, um, it's basically categorical la. So who's talking now? Jibril? So this is at one level, it's the Prophet, peace be upon him, talking okay. Okay. to Allah. Oh man. But look at I-195, it doesn't end there. Okay. Fastajab alahum. Okay. Allah Ta'ala or answers them, Rabbuhum. Now what does it say? Wait, go back to 194. Who's saying in Is it like the normal person or is it the Prophet and Jibreel saying this part? Um, it's Allah saying say, because it's in the Quran. <laughs> okay. Who is making this dot? So it is probably the Prophet, peace be upon him. Yeah. So, so, so it's true. Okay, and then, but look at, why don't you translate for us what Ayah 195 says? Right after Fasdajab Alahum Rabbuhum. Come on. It's, I think it's so <laughs> fascinating that we just happen to land on this unintentionally. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just translate the first sentence. Okay, so God answered them. Yeah. And he said, I don't lose. No, 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 no. Not I don't lose. La. La. Like, this is I like a categorical not. la. Capital N O T. Yeah. Do not. Okay. I do not what? I will not lose or like what? And lose. Yeah. lose her, yeah, a lot of you lost, yeah. Lose the work of a, someone yeah. from you, either male or female. Male or female? Okay. Okay. Wow, you want to translate that for us again, just that sentence? No, no, it's fine. I'm pretty okay. sure they, got, they can rewind. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Wow. Never will I allow this, that the work of someone who's doing work among you, male or female, to be lost. Never, never la. Okay. Mashallah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then it goes further. Those who did hijar, they were kicked out, or and then they're fighting. Tuesday, yeah, September twenty sixth, twenty seventeen, oh, two p.m. Okay. I will surely, surely admit them. Okay. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mashallah. I think that deserves a couple mashallahs. Yeah, yeah. yeah mashallah. Mm -hmm. What do you got next? Okay, Surti Nisa. Uh, ayah 1. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, so can you explain the whole, like, God created a soul? Okay, where is this unified soul? Because he said nafsin So, one of the theories about Adam alayhi salam. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you find this also in biblical tradition. One of the theories of Adam salam is that at one point he was Adam and Eve together, okay. and then split. Okay. Not we don't believe we don't have in our narrations, as far as I know, the point about the rib, mm -hmm. right? But it seems as though they were split. Does it mean that he was physically like this? You know, like two people in one? Maybe, maybe not. Does it mean mitosis? Maybe, maybe not. Allah Taala knows best. Okay. But that's how it's understood. Okay. So, So is this just talking about Adam? Like just Adam? Or is this like something regarding all... Some people read the, this passage and other similar passages to say that everyone has a soulmate. 
Was that true, though? I don't know. It doesn't mean you're going to marry your soulmate in Dunya. Then what's the point of having a soulmate? Well, there's a soulmate somewhere. What's the point of that? It doesn't mean you're going to stay married to your soulmate because you might be too mature. <laughs> so, but like, what's the point then of having a soulmate if you're not going to be with them? Well, paradise. Dun, but I thought you married the person you married to. But not only. Yeah. I thought that was just a guy thing where you can like... No, it's all of the Quran. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we, look, we should look back at that eye. Are we looking at like two minutes no, ago? No, it's fine. It's fine. I think we all get the point. <laughs> okay, um, I eleven. I know this is like a very common question, but um, can yeah. you explain why men get double the inheritance of a woman? I mean, I think uh, it's the the first answer is what primary answer is. I don't know. It's Allah's will. Okay. How is it commonly understood? Yeah. Why that um, that the obligation to provide is is on men. So then, what do you do about today's world, yeah. like our society? So, the the in my experience, the vast majority opinion is that this is still fard. Mm -hmm. So then, what do you do? You take care of it before before you die. How so? I thought you have to like in your will, you have to go according to this. The yeah, standard. yeah, but that's after you die. Yeah, but it's like if let's like. Okay, for example, like my parents wrote their will, so the way they wrote their yeah. will is like the way like Islamic. Yes, yeah. But is there another way to do it? But that's, like, oh. that's only applies for whatever uh, wealth is there after they die. Oh, so you're saying split the wealth before you yeah. die? Yeah. Okay, so it's like if someone's on their deathbed and then they can say, okay, I want to give you half and you get half, that you can I mean, do that. I mean, or you can do it like, you know, a day earlier. Right. Yeah, or a day earlier. If you, if you know when you're going to be in your deathbed, but yeah. So you can say, like, oh, I yeah. give you half. And yeah. They take half. Yeah, but you can't say it's like, okay, after I die, I want you to take mm -hmm. half. After that, you can't do that. <coughs> then you have like, to follow if, this. Because it's like, what if, like, you know, you're like, oh, what if I die tomorrow in a car accident? Mm -hmm. I, like, I want you to take half. No. So it's like, basically, you can only do the whole half thing if, you, if you're if you dying, like, of a sickness. I mean, I mean, you can, you can do, like, okay, I'm giving you, uh, like, 49%. I'm giving you 49%. I'm keeping 2%. But you guys better take care of me until <laughs> I die. Okay. See what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, I am 19. Can you explain the whole don't inherit women by compulsion? Like, how do you inherit women? That was happening at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. What was that? Like, you could inherit your mother. Like, she was mal. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, your mother's... You could inherit... So you'd take your mother... Like, yeah, there was all kinds of weirdness at that time, right? You could play poker or whatever their equivalent was, and you're you're betting your wife. Wait, right? what? Yeah, this is how weird that place was. Yeah. Okay, so... So basically they're saying, like, just don't bet your wives? Well, it's basically saying you can't inherit women. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, in our day, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. But so does bearing daughters. It doesn't make any sense in our day, right? Okay, so this doesn't pertain to us. Doesn't really. Okay. You know, I mean, the the rest of the ayah I think is good, or is useful for us, right? Mm -hmm. Don't make things difficult for them. Yeah. You know, um, don't take back what you've given them, meaning meher. Okay. Right. Live with them in kindness. Okay. If you dislike them, maybe you dislike something. Allah Taala has put good in. Okay. Yeah. And then for ayah twenty. Can you yeah. explain the whole, re like, replace 
a wife yeah. with another wife. Uh-huh. And it's kind of relevant in terms of what happened over the weekend. But uh, the basically, if you have a guy who's married to someone, yeah, but then decides they want to marry someone else. I mean, isn't that the whole polygamy thing? We can marry someone else. So here it's wants to divorce this one woman and then marry this other woman, right? Yeah. So basically, uh, uh, connect this with with, uh, the previous ayah. You may not like her, but it may be actually good for you. So can you do that? Like, divorce a woman? Like, for example, like, if someone's like, okay, like, I don't know, this marriage isn't working out. So, I mean, can't they technically divorce and then marry someone else? So if if you put all these ayahs together... Yeah. It's basically saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Because look at the next eye. Okay. You know, and so basically, uh, what are we saying? Don't keep the meher. Okay. okay. And so, but it's like, you know, how can you be this way? Right. So what is the overall thrust of these particular ayahs? It's not so much that you're giving permission on, on uh, how you can marry and divorce. It's more on, okay. Conduct yourself with honor, with nobility. Okay. Right. And so, yeah, if you want to marry some other wife, okay, um, don't, uh, don't like abuse. The first one? Yeah. Don't take advantage of her. So why is it that they just, like, why can't it just be like, feel like that is, like, I don't, like, why is, is it, why couldn't it just be like a statement of like, this is wrong? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of times we can read into what the life was like back then, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, even, like, if we get technical, does it say um, you're not allowed to bury your daughters? You know, what does the ayah say? You know, these daughters are going to be resurrected. They're going to ask, okay, what did you do or what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. So, the point is, the style of language, it's still basically saying you can't do it. But the style is saying, okay, the daughter doesn't even know why, you know, she's getting killed, right? Okay. So you can read that into this, that it's like making an even uh, deeper point. So the point of this was basically, it's like if a guy was bored with one woman, they just divorce her and marry someone else. Like, I mean, so, so the basic point being that, okay, if you, if you feel you have a just reason to, to divorce this woman, marry somebody else, okay. What are just reasons though? Yeah, I don't know. I usually, I usually avoid this topic um, because this is the type of questions that people, you know, actually really consider in terms of, okay, I don't want to be married to this woman. I want to be married to that woman. Um, I mean, so it's going to come down to the question of what is the just reason for someone to divorce a wife, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if we speak conceptually, you have to be able to say there isn't any good in this wife, okay? which is next to impossible. So it's kind of like you've just made up your mind okay. that, okay, I don't want to be married to her, I want to be married to her, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that is it for today. That is it. All right. Subhanakullah. Alhamdulillah. 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 Alhamdulillah.